Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Gray's Academy. You've got your two beautiful co-hosts. I'm Carmen. I'm Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. It sure is, Kelsey. It's a beautiful day, but downstairs in this basement, all I see is a gray sky, and also, I don't know what your weather looks like in Florida. It was raining earlier, so we're peak Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Peak Seattle. Yeah, actually, did you know, fun fact about Seattle, the most rain in the entire world uh, ever happens in Seattle, and it's just right above the Space Needle. Are you making things up again? I sure am. Tell us about the episode today. Okay, so this is episode two of season one. It is um, The First Cut is the Deepest, which is a song, as previously discussed. Um, Do you know how many people have sang that song? Uh, Four. It's six. Oh, what a guess. Actually, it might be seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's seven. Who was the original song by? So Cat Stevens wrote it and then recorded it on, but it was only released on like one of his like master CDs, but he wrote it for P.P. Arnold, who I do not know who that is, but his name is P.P. Arnold. So that was <laughs> the technically original release, but Cat do you Stevens think they, wrote it. Do you think they did the P.P. thing on purpose for this episode? Um, I don't think they did, but it is an interesting coincidence. <laughs> If you don't know what we mean by that, you can <laughs> you stay <haven't> tuned. You have seen it. <laughs> um, okay, so this episode was also directed by Peter Horton, the same guy who directed the pilot. Um, also written by Shonda Rhimes, the queen, the one, the only. Um, it premiered April 3rd, 2005, to an audience of 17.71 million people. So a that lot was of up because the premiere was 16.25 million. So clearly there was some success and then everyone went to work and said, oh my God, you got to watch this episode or the show. And so the next episode was up in views. So, alrighty, the, let's see, what does Netflix say about this one? The Netflix synopsis is Meredith puts her career on the line to save a newborn baby in the hospital nursery, which is not wrong. Not the most dramatic thing of the episode. Describe the episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, get right into it. I think it's weird that that was the description, also because that didn't even happen until like twenty minutes into the episode. Yeah, the whole pee pee thing happened much sooner. Yes. So I think this episode, obviously, like right off the bat, the main difference is they really get into like the other characters. The the pilot is, like, super Meredith-centric and, like, not really anyone else, which is fine. Like, it's called Grey's Anatomy. The whole series is Meredith-centric, but, like, obviously we need to be introduced and get to know these other characters. And I think this episode does a good job of that. It also, like, they don't say how much time has passed, but it's clear that time has passed. Like, it's not the second day of their internship. It's clear that it's been, like, they know each other better. They've got routines established. So we just don't know how long it's been. But it's been... Some amount of time. (laughs) Yeah, you could definitely tell there's a level of competence that jumps between episode one and two, which I appreciate. And all their relationships, they seem closer. But, uh, okay, so let's... First question. Alex is now part of the team. Were you surprised? Uh, Yes, I was a little bit surprised. (laughs) Um, Also, we'll get into this later, but actually I didn't hate the relationship building between Alex and Christina as the episode went on. 
Uh, it was actually a little bit endearing. I I, I, I enjoyed it, and it, it it made me root for Alex a little bit. Is that weird I think to say? It's no. I think it's better to put him with her because she's much. She's like instantly like I hate you, and he's like okay, cool, I hate you too. So they're not like no one's trying to like win each other over, like be nice or whatever. They're like cool, mutual hate, love it, let's go. <laughs> they had a fun little competition though. The uh, yeah. the the ten ten patient divvying up, yeah. although. It's just so funny to watch them be so awkward around people hugging them. Yeah, I actually wrote Alex plus Christina equals no bedside manner. None. None, none <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I think that's... Um, but yeah, I love I love their dynamic. And I thought that was... It does make him more likable to not... Like if they put him like next to George or like next to Izzy, it would be harder to like him because it's like polar opposites. But when you put him next to Christina, I'm like, all right, well, she said she hates him, but like they're still working together fine. So I guess it's okay. Yeah. And you could hate someone and still work well. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, I've done it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You made a baby. Okay. I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, We we love your baby daddy. Mm, I don't know if we're at the point where we're saying names on air, (laughs) but you know, anyways, continue. Um. Okay, so we're starting. Let's start from the beginning. Okay, so first thing I wrote, first note I had was, look, Christina has a motorcycle. That was also the first note I had. Actually, really? it was, damn, damn Christina, badass motorcycle. Yeah, she's the best. I love her so much. Is, um, it, is it strange that the second I saw the motorcycle, I was like, 20 bucks, that's Christina. No, I and love that. I think that means the writers like have done a really good job establishing that character. I think they, well, like... <laughs> it was just also funny, too, because, like, she rode up right behind George. Yeah, like, like almost killing this, like dinky little sedan. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I like that. Um, uh, okay, so Meredith's looking for some roommates, as she said in the the, the end of last episode. Um, did you happen to pause and read what the flyer says? I did not. What did it say? Okay, so I have this screenshot here because I just think it's worth noting because it's kind of funny. Two nice rooms with shared bath available immediately close to Seattle Grace. Near coffee shop, public transportation, shopping, and convenient to almost everything. Non-smokers only, please. No pets and absolutely no bush supporters need apply. All applicants will need (laughs) to have a credit check completed. First and last month's rent plus deposit is required to move in. So I just think that's funny. (laughs) Worth noting because it's good stuff. No, No bush supporters. Uh... No, I did think it was funny, though, that when she was interviewing some random person who I've never seen before, and she's like, how old were you when the Challenger exploded? And I'm like, what an odd interview question for a potential roommate. (laughs) Very dark humor there. I'm just like, just ask how old the girl is. Like, I don't understand why you need to, like, use a historical event when you can just say, hey, like, what it would be weird if I, instead of saying, hey, how old are you, if I was like, what grade were you in during 9-11? Like that, well, I can just be like, hey, what year were you born? How, what is your current age? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not as funny that way, so I guess. The funniest thing in the entire episode for me is my next note, actually. Okay, go When Dr. Derek, what would they say? Dreamy? Dreamy? McDreamy. McDreamy. Which I'm glad that they, I couldn't remember when they introduced that because that is, that's it. That's through line for the rest of the series. That's is what people refer to him as. So Der- I, Derek McDreamy, I, just Doctor McDreamy or McDreamy. Doctor. Okay. Uh, so. 
when he says, I'm from New York, I'm genetically modified to hate everywhere except Manhattan. Yeah. And I was like, it's so true because I feel that even in Chicago, I, every time I introduce myself and I, or I shouldn't say introduce myself because I'm usually not this stupid in front of people. <laughs> I could be, I can be, but Jess will be like, oh, I just said my wife's name. Uh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> I have this irrational hate for anyone else in the Midwest, not from Chicago, but I digress. That was a funny line that really stood out to me. And it, it was like that humor moment from last week in the elevator. Uh, yes. We, have, we still have to save her. Yeah. Uh, it, it's still like, it, okay. On brand for him. He, yeah. So he's going to be one of my favorite characters, I think. I'm okay. sure he dies. So <laughs> everybody dies. It's a hospital. Um, so, okay. So we're, at the, we're in the elevator. They're, they're touching. So they're, this is kind of also a through line, not just with them, but just in the show. There's a lot of sexual activity in elevators. So here, it's starting here, episode two. I'm a fan. Uh, Elevator although touching. How much, how much, like, how close to smush and booties can you get in the elevator? Well, I guess you'll just have to wait and see. Okay, all right. I'm <laughs> on the edge of my seat. Um, okay, so... I also wrote more sexual harassment, but Meredith seemed to be more receptive of it this time. <laughs> Although she did say this is sexual harassment. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we really can't say just being receptive of it negates the issue. I agree. Okay. I think it's weird because she points it out this time, but is like acting like it's more just flirting. And I'm like, it's not, but we'll see what happens. See where it goes. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, they did do the intro this time on Netflix. Yes. I, and I didn't skip it. I, I was given the option to skip it. I did not skip it. Okay. I think, and I could be wrong. I think later on, they don't do the full intro forever. I think it's only like the first three seasons, three or four. But at some point, because they have so many like main characters, it gets longer because they have to put like all these main people in the credits. So this is like, I wrote full intro, but not full, full. So mostly full but like like gets longer later on when there are more people that need like main credits so right um oh okay so they did make a point to like the chief asks meredith about her mom and she's like oh she's taking time off so i think that's kind of laying the groundwork of like no one else knows that ellis is sick except for meredith so i think that's worth noting because at this point like only meredith knows and so that kind of sucks that she's dealing with that completely alone so i i want to ask i well i'm gonna i'm gonna ask it but i don't want you to answer it okay. the question going through my head is how long will it take for her to start opening up to people and does that shift the mentality right like if mm-hmm. you've got this person in your corner who could like literally move mountains or writes books and you know is so well known yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like oh this person like you know they're out of medicine completely because of her dementia or right. parkinson's or whatever alzheimer's yeah. Um, you know, will that shift the way that people see her? I don't know. That's just one of the things going through my head. I, I agree, definitely. And I think even if you have someone who is in general a private person, they still t- tend to have like a, an inner circle that they open up to. So then it becomes like, will everyone know? Will just a few people know? Like how much, you know, because if you look at someone like Izzy, you would think like, she would just tell everyone her personal life right. the second she met Naturally. them. So yeah. it just becomes, there's like the in-between, are they opposite ends of the spectrum? Like, where is it going to land? So, okay, let's see. I wrote 
sexist, and I don't know why. <laughs> I probably I something about Alex. If oh, it was yes, it was when Alex said that um, Christina was an ovarian sister. Oh, so that's why everyone wanted to hug her because she was a girl. Got it. Um, yeah, that's pretty sexist. I actually didn't catch that joke. I just thought that he was making a reference to her. Her, she should be transferring to like a female dominated role in like no. OBG, like OB gynae or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, yeah, um, yeah. He's like, everyone wants to hug you because you're a girl, and that's when she says, "Since when did having ovaries become an insult?" Um, yeah. and then it's she not. said one of one of my favorite lines, which is when she looks at the penis in the cooler and says. Oh, Talk about taking a bite out of crime. <laughs> yes, that was a good one. Um, so, yes. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit and go over the fact that... So, um, some a girl comes in. She's uh, been violently assaulted. And they, they take note of, like, oh, she fought back. Like, you can tell. She's got defensive wounds. And then they're looking in her abdomen, and they pull something out, and it's the guy's wiener, which is... I mean, that's a way to go. For sure. Like... It's fight. definitely a way to do something. Absolutely. If that's happening to you, you know, fight or flight, that's a fight for sure. So, yeah, um, I was wondering they, how long it was going to take for that, that rapist to come in the episode. Yeah. So, I'm, but it was, it was, again, I don't remember what I had said last, last week for the episode of like, it walked this very fine line of cheesy and dramatic, but I think they waited just long enough to where it wasn't over dramatic. Yeah. And, uh, I I know that's getting ahead of us, but I, I really appreciated how they brought that that yeah. villain in towards the end because it was very well done, in my opinion. I agree. I think that, and I I know this is skipping way ahead, but when Derek goes into his room at the very end, and it's like I've got good news and bad news. The good news is Doctor Bailey, stop your bleeding. Bleeding. The bad news is we're giving your penis to the cops, and then just have leave. a nice life. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I will say the thing that I was a little bit disappointed with this episode that when we get to the rankings later, may I may take into account. they The way they set it up with the shoes being the same, I thought that she was going to see herself more in that patient yeah. because it took me to an episode of Scrubs where uh, all of the characters had someone who, like, their flaw was in one of their patients and all of those patients were actually played by those same people. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I thought that there was going to be like maybe this mental loop of uh, okay, uh, uh, Meredith sees herself in Allison, but what about that? And I, but her waking up so late in the episode uh, that became more evident that there's not going to be a conversation between the two. No, um, I think the point of it was supposed to be, and I think they were trying to accomplish that, but it was because Allison was alone, like no one was with her, and Meredith was saying like, I would basically. She said, I would be alone as well and that's when Derek was like no your mom would be here like ordering people around and doing everything so I think that was kind of the ref- I do think that's what oh, they were okay. going for I get but that but yeah. I see where you're looking for like the connection to be with the patient but it's definitely all on Meredith's end where she's just like this would be me like if this has happened to me like no one would be there it would just be me alone which I th- I think is untrue because regardless of how she thinks about the people she's working with, I do think at this point it's safe to say they're friends and they would be there. At least and you like got to think there there Christina. have to be some. Well, right the the crew again. Yes. I'm not getting attached to anyone. I assume that everyone except Meredith dies <laughs> in a violent explosion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I will say 
so and to all of the listeners out there, I'm gonna bring back a lot of Scrubs references in this show because that's that's kind of how I'm looking at it. But also, fun fact: Scrubs came out four years before Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So I don't know if any if if you knew that, but I I didn't know. I had to look it up. I thought they came out the same time because uh, I think Christina calls George Bambi later on, and one of the main characters, Carla, calls uh, JD Zach Braff's character. Uh, Bambi for the entire show of Scrubs. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all right, this is this is interesting. Um, anyways, that was that was my little rabbit hole that I went down during this episode. I did write about George. I wrote George catches no breaks because all of his little code patients were dying. Well, they weren't and at I first. Feel bad. Yeah, he was he all like, ex- he was all excited, and then it wasn't going so. And so then they all him. died. <laughs> he yeah, jinxed it. It's pretty bad. And uh, I liked at the end when. Um, Christina says like 95% of coding patients are like too far gone by the time you get there. And George is like, why wouldn't you tell me that this morning? And she said, because I'm Christina and you're George. And I think I, I think you can read that two ways. You can read of being like, well, I just wanted to be mean because you annoy me. Or it's kind of like, well, if I told you then, then you wouldn't be excited. And if I tell you now, then it makes you feel better. And like yeah, I'm just at the, hedging at the your end bets. after after sh- shitty things happen to you, I've told you factual things to make you feel like it's less your fault. But I don't know. Yeah. I think you could definitely take that either way. So, okay, I'm going to ask you something, and you can choose to either tell me or not, okay. because it is going to be a spoiler. Okay. Does Christina does Christina last all of the all of the seasons with Meredith? Is Christina someone who's a focal point for the entire show? Yeah, they're like besties. But they okay, have but, up and ups and downs. But neither of them die in a violent like gun battle or something. Correct. Okay. So I'm excited to see how that that friendship grows, mostly because I think it's my my favorite part about the show so far is that it's it's focused around females in the medical industry. Mm-hmm. And they made a point in that first episode to say that, what, six of the 28 candidates were women or something like that? Yeah. Like, it was a minority for sure. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's actually something that Shonda Rhimes does really well, and she has many, many shows. She is incredible at um, including, like, very strong female leads and also making them, like, relatable. And then also um, she has incredible diversity in all of her shows. Like, everyone is so well represented, so, like, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, Station 19, like all Shonda Rhimes created shows. Incredible, like in all of those fields, like they're all like women leads. Is Station 19 the one with Hercules Mulligan? Yes. And I've been meaning to watch that later. You'll have to wait because there's so many crossover episodes because I don't think they have. There's crossovers? Yeah. So I don't think they have quite the same. Um, viewership this is totally me speculating because i love Grey's anatomy and i like i watch station 19 and like it's fine i just don't care the same um but i every time there's like a season premiere or finale it's like a crossover and i'm like stop trying to make me watch this show like i understand you want more people to watch it but like i'm not into it so So. (laughs) did you ever watch uh like chicago pd or chicago fire or chicago med 
So they they were like, Chicago. well, yes, that's fine. But it's <laughs> it's a very well known drama series. I never got into it, but it I feel like they were the first to do like a crossover Marvel Cinematic Universe no, for I drama. Think the CSIs did it first. Okay, that's a good point. Yes. But definitely but, that one also. And now yes. this one. And also there was a spinoff from Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, which also they do crossovers with. But that's, again, we'll get there. But we'll get So there. do I need to watch <laughs> Private Practice or Grey, uh, I almost said Grey's Academy, uh, <laughs> Station 19 to, to be in the loop for those later episodes or no? So w- whenever they do Station 19 crossovers, I just watch that Station 19 episode and I feel like I do a pretty good job of understanding. Private practice, I would recommend when we get to it because I love it and there's a lot of character backstory that you get that I often, when I talk to people who've only watched Grey's Anatomy, I'll like bring it up and they're like, when she did what? And I'm like, oh, right, she did that on private practice. So, so you'll need to let me know. You'll need to make yeah. a note. This is, everyone... <laughs> Keep Kelsey, Kelsey accountable. <laughs> Call you Kelsey. Keep Kelsey accountable when the show starts, and I need to start watching those shows. Let me know. Yes, I will. I mean, it'll be for for private practice. Grey's Anatomy sets sets up the spinoff for Station Nineteen. I don't like they kind of introduce a character that like ends up being the main character, but it's not like a immediately this happened. Um, Got it. But so on to the, the next subplot of this episode, which is apparently the only one worth noting in the Netflix synapses, <laughs> a blue baby. Yeah, that was really stressful. Like, I literally wrote, this blue baby is stressing me out. Like, I can't. It's also, and you'll realize this in very soon, but all of those babies were, like, easily three to four months old. Like, those babies are huge. That is not, Every time I see a quote-unquote newborn baby on TV now, I'm like... That is huge. If that came out of a woman, she would die. Like, those babies are 15 pounds and not fresh at all. Did uh, did, Which did I we tell you that but Jessica's measuring at 40 pounds, baby? You are a liar. Okay, you're right. <laughs> she would, uh, again, yeah. die. <laughs> She's uh, no. very small. Yeah, a little petite croissant. So, yeah, that, that's one thing that annoys me, but I imagine It's also, like, being... legally you have to do it. But I'm also, like, right. every time I see it now, having given birth to a baby, I'm like, oh, my God, that's not what new babies look <laughs> like. <laughs> that baby is a giant. Um, okay, so, yes, they she sees the blue baby because her and George go and look at babies when they're sad. Which I thought was so cute. So, so wholesome. Cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like that was one of the things that really, like, implied there had been time because they have established this relationship and this routine that they do together. Um, and then, okay. So the baby's blue. Meredith is upset. She asks the, uh, pediatric intern and she gets snippy, which is fine. They all kind of get snippy with each other, whatever, and kicks her out. And then Meredith, um, later on says something to Dr. Burke, you know, before the chief was rude to him. So he didn't do anything about it. And then the chief was rude to him. So then he was like, I'll do something now. (laughs) So then he has Meredith's back. Um, I thought this was, what's his name. I always forget his name. It's Preston Burke. So it's B U R K E Burke. So I, I did write, this is a really good episode for Burke. Um, throughout, I, I really like Burke. I think he's a very interesting character. Um, he's, he's very like, I don't know the word. He's just very like ups like mm, oh. <laughs> I mean if like you ask what? Dr. Bailey, she says like that he's cocky and has a god complex, which I think is probably true of most surgeons, but 
Most um, doctors. Yeah. So he specifically, he's a cardiothoracic surgeon. So he's a heart doc. Like that's like, you can literally hold a heart in your hand. Like. Which is everyone's dream. Probably like a God complex for sure. And also I would say the same for Derek with neurosurgery, but. Right. Um, so. I actually enjoyed him. I, I grew to yeah, like, I really him. like him. It, not just in this episode, but when he comes back to the chief of surgery mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, tell me why. Yeah. Right. Like, granted, could you have shown more humility in the moment? Obviously. But the fact that you followed up on it in the same episode, which in, yeah. you know, TV show time, that's like basically in the moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that. And then again, you know, I don't want to jump ahead, but I did have a note later on of, uh, actually, I had a note here that came true later on of like, okay, so there seems to be a battle brewing between Derek and Preston, which right. is fine, but I'm glad they touch on it later of like, hey, we're not enemies, we're just competition. Yeah. And that's a good, um, I think, moral to have. Yeah, their relationship is also a really fun one to watch grow because it's like they're competitive, but they're also peers, but they're also like, will they, like, what level of friendship does it get to? And is it like just work friends or like friend friends? So they, they definitely have an interesting relationship to watch. Um, so yeah, he backs up Meredith. They find something's wrong with the baby. And then that leads to the really nice moment between Meredith and the other, the pediatric intern saying like, she was like, I really thought I was right. And Meredith was like, I know, like it wasn't, you know, it's just about the baby, whatever. And then she's like, are you terrified? This is like every single day. I'm like, okay, that's like a nice moment to have where you kind of like are acting very confident in what you're doing because that's how you should act. But at the same time, you're terrified, which I feel like specifically if I was going to be in the medical field, I would probably feel that way all the time because like people can literally die if you're wrong. Yeah, or if you're right. You can't That's control it. <laughs> you never know. Um, the, okay, and then the whole thing with Izzy. Yes, I was, was about to say a little bit that, accidentally that, racist towards Christina. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, that whole that whole again that whole subplot was very weird uh, because how do they not have in the entire hospital a translator for this for this woman? Yeah, they vary at some point when she does the racist thing to Christina. She's like can you just ask her what's wrong? Because I can't get a hold of the translator. Like that was like, it's like a one-off. I'm like, really? It's been a whole day and you can't get a hold of anybody. So I'm like, they imply that they have one and they're just, I guess have like a shit system. I don't know. So, or they wanted you to hate Izzy for a second. (laughs) I mean, I think it's just like an introduction to be like, these are kinds of the things that happen to people regularly. And if you don't really like, think about it it's like was it intentional no but that doesn't mean it's okay and i think like something that i also noticed that i don't necessarily know that it was like a huge moment but to me it did stick out when izzy in the morning when like at the very beginning of the episode when meredith is talking about like drawing lines and boundaries and they're like um the line between you and your coworkers, and izzy is waiting to get on an elevator and it opens and it's an elevator full of only men and I was like, well, I think that's worth noting because, like we said earlier, like very small percentage of women in that field, specifically surgery. So obviously, this was 2005. I would hope that that has changed since then, but I have no numbers to back that up, so I don't know. Right, and then also it was very interesting with the Izzy plot to note that 
the drunk guy recognized her from her modeling, which I think yeah. is interesting because it shows this this human side of a doctor. Like you could be a doctor, you could be a female doctor, and you could also like be attractive, and that's okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think, and that you know, they bring that back from the last episode where they say like, "Oh, I heard someone was a model or whatever." So kind of continuity with that. Um, but I think it's important. Like the Izzy plot is important. I think all of these are important because they really quickly get to like the broad strokes core of who each of these characters is. So like Izzy, obviously like technically what she did was wrong, but it was also right because it's like was helping someone and like saving a life and keeping someone healthy. So like technically it's wrong because of like red tape and, rules it's not wrong because she helped a person which is the oath that she took to do to be clear we're talking about when she helped the uh girl outside by the dumpster dumpster. yes was an illegal immigrant is what i was gathering from that. yes yes so um apparently they worked in a factory there was some kind of issue at the factory and a machine fell on her and like cut her head open so izzy was taking care of it gave her directions on like what to do and come back and like told her call when you come back and we'll meet you right here do the same thing but she didn't say call. She said page me. Right. <laughs> that's, doctors have Th- pagers. I don't throwback. know if that's necessarily a time capsule thing or just like a doctor thing. Because I feel like they're always, even now, they're like, oh, page, doctor, whoever. So I don't know. Maybe it's done not on pagers anymore. But I like to think that they have a Microsoft Teams chat <laughs> that just goes <laughs> off with them. And they have all the apps on their phones. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Yeah, I uh, yeah, I wrote big dreamy in all caps cuz we finally got that. Oh, I did love this line um when Dr. Bailey when they're doing the surgery and Dr. Bailey's like why can't we reattach the penis and Christina says cuz it's not a clean cut, so you it's teeth rip whatever and then Meredith's like he's going to be peeing in a bag for the rest of his life and Christina says he can't have sex ever again and Meredith says oh what a shame and Dr. Bailey says yes, let's all take a moment to grieve. Clamps. So I just really like doc- love Dr. Bailey. <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah. It's in it, that too. I really like how uh, they, I guess they have a job to do, but the penis is not saving someone's life. So like, ah, fuck right. it. Yeah. Well, it's like, visit, like you can't, like if you think about it, if you're going to, even if like someone was in an accident where they lost a finger, if it was a clean slice, they're going to be able to reattach it. If it's like ripped off, by like a chainsaw, they're not gonna be able to reattach it. Like there's no way nerves, skin, like you just physically can't. So it's not, I don't think it's to say that they weren't trying. I think it's just to be like, you can't like, it's not. And cause she also said it was in the girl's stomach. So the stomach acid and bile was like disintegrating it as well. Can you imagine what that penis would have looked like if they were able to reattach it? Like no girl, <laughs> not that he deserves any other girl, but imagine <laughs> no. a digested I mean, penis. He deserves to have no penis. If that's what you're going to do with it, you don't deserve it. I agree. That's For the record. Take. <laughs> as yeah, as a man, I agree. Don't rape people. Just it's not yeah. hard to don't get consent. Physically assault people at all. Don't just don't beat people up. Just be just live your own life. Yeah, just and also like and don't be that that girl was that girl was messed up. Like and they, he beat well, the they shit out, out of her face. Say, that she was really small. Like they make a point to be like, she's like five, two, like 115 pounds. Like, and cl- the, you know, again, they, they, go, they make a point to say she put up a fight. And then when they 
when the guy gets there, he's like truly fucked up. Like it's not just the wiener. He's like also has other injuries because they make a point to say like, Oh, it brings a whole new meeting to you should see the other guy because for her being so tiny and him being a big dude, like she really did put up a fight. And, uh, and that's a I, long time to be running around with just blood. Yeah, coming out it, of your was crotch. A, it was a long time. Cause they like completely had her through surgery. Um, and, like hooked up everything in the room and it was just a long time. I mean, you had to lose there's to my understanding, there's a lot of blood that goes to the wiener. So medically speaking, I feel like you would be losing a lot of blood, a lot of blood. And especially if you had an erection at the time that you lose your wiener, that's just literally 90% of your blood flows to your (laughs) wiener during that time. And I, I agree with you. I do think the way that they, they do that moment is really well done. Like, um, where they kind of like have no sound, like it's just all like music or whatever. Um, but they've got everyone rushing and he's like passing, like crashes a car into the parking lot and then like passes out on the ground. And obvi- it's instantly obvious who it is. Cause his crotch is just a giant blood stain. Yes. Um, but I agree. I do think that it was just dramatic enough without being like, it doesn't take the moment to being overdone at all. Yeah, I agree. And then you have this moment, actually this was a really big, uh, episode for for Meredith like yeah, in general absolutely. she she gets to be a part of that baby mm-hmm. surgery yeah which was crazy and she she got the rapist you know other than mm-hmm. having to carry around a penis all day for the yeah. chain of custody which I thought was interesting it is accurate yes uh, the, uh, but the, yeah they, they, that should have been more clear like a doctor shouldn't have to worry about that all day like lives mm-hmm. are on the line yeah I mean they kind of I feel like try and say that it would, it's not typically the, the way it would go. Like they say, Oh, we can't get anyone here yet. Like you have to keep it. And then they, they're, they're just like, Oh, the ca- the cop can't get here because they're like doing something else or whatever. So they kind of like toss it to the side, like, Oh, whatever it, it, they kind of make it seem like it shouldn't be that way, but it just is because no one's coming to get it because it's a penis in a cooler. <laughs> but I did write penis patrol on my note. I don't know if that was in the episode or if I just wrote it down. But <laughs> I thought it was funny. It's not something that I remember in the episode. And they did also, uh, at the end, when the when the cop does finally come and she's, like, signing everything and Richard is, like, the, the chief, um, is being weird and, like, doesn't say penis in front of her. And he's like, oh, it's not weird. Like, I can say it. I'm a doctor. It's just that I used to change her diapers, which, again, is, like, implying... Like that his relationship, because he knows her mom. So he's known her mom for forever. So he's known Meredith for since she was a kid, um, even though he hasn't seen her in a long time. Uh, but it's still kind of driving home that point to someone that's known her that long, still doesn't know that she's um, as sick as she is. So they're just kind of driving that yeah. home. I, I also thought it was, um, you had a little burp bubbling up there. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I lost my thought. Let's see where, where are my notes coming back here? Oh, I coming back to the chief, uh, mm-hmm. which, what, what was his name? His name is Richard Weber. Okay. Of Weber girls. Got it. So the interesting thing to me about that relationship with this episode is like, how badly would Dr. Burke need to be messing up? Right. To not even have that conversation of, I'm personally asking 
Dr. McDreamy to come mm-hmm. over from New York, up and coming private. So a private practice, I think they said up yeah. and comer. Uh, it's just interesting. Like, I want to know more of how bad he was or what, what was going on that he promised it. And then was like, okay, you're so bad. I'm not even going to tell you that I'm calling this guy in. Well, and I also wonder when they say like, Oh, Richard promised chief to us both. I'm like, did he, or did you just feel that you were going to be it? Cause he's like been your mentor and you just felt like that was the next obvious steps. And you're just like having expectations because you've checked all these other boxes in your career and you just think, well, this is what's going to be next for me. That's what I wonder. Um, how much is truly, was he like, it's going to be you for sure. Or at some point in their career, was he like, Hey, I'm mentoring you. This is what I want for your career. This is the goal. This is what I think you should be working towards. And that was just taken to mean, Oh, if I do X, Y, and Z, I'll get this job. So yeah, I, I, I envision that's what it was probably like in that moment. And then at the end, the last couple of notes that I have are uh, that the girl woke up, which was great. Mm-hmm. Very victorious for Allison. Uh, I, I will say I think it was a missed opportunity for Derek to go, hello, Allison, like use her name. Because yeah. like if I'm waking up and I'm like, I got tubes all in my throat, I'm like, this sucks. But they yeah. know my name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it was cool to see George and Izzy moving in with Meredith. I'm I'm kind of cautiously optimistic of what that uh, scenario is going to play out like. Yeah, because it's interesting to have three very different personalities. But um, I did want to mention one more thing about the Derek um, case. I, I do think it's worth noting that he did spend a lot of time, like, sitting with Allison. Like, he was concerned for her, and he was the one that said, like, if this was me, I have so many sisters. I would have so many people here. Like, I just feel so bad. I can't imagine what it would be like to be alone. So I think it says something to his character that he did like sit with her and like wait for her to wake up. And he was very invested beyond just like, okay, well she's going to live. So yes, I also makes it seem like he actually, yeah, it, 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 wow. It makes it seem like he might have actually buzzed that girl's hair in that last episode. Maybe he does care that much. Yeah, it's not that I don't think he cares and he wouldn't do it. I just say logistically, a neurosurgeon would never do that. <laughs> like, Got it would it. be a nurse. That's not fair. to say that they're like... I don't rank them that way. I think surgeons rank themselves that way. It's just the way that it's, it's been complex. explained to me <laughs> from people in the medical field. Um, so, yeah, I don't think... I, oh, the one note I had that... I didn't touch on is I wrote rain because Seattle. So just pretty much got to have that rain because Seattle. It's true. So what were your final thoughts of the episode rewatching it? Because I I love getting your scope of like, you've seen all these things before. So all the little things that you catch while you're watching them. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I love this podcast because I'm seeing it for the first (laughs) time and you're seeing it for the thousandth time. What a journey for us to to go through it together. Um, I did. I do like it. I texted you that I just want to keep watching it. Like, I just want to let it play through. But I'm so afraid that I'll slip and be like, oh, you know, when this, that other lady said this thing. And don't be like, what are you talking about? I'll be like, oh, I'm nothing. So I'm trying to to keep on pace with what you're watching. Which Um, I appreciate. I I did write, like, it's all like knowing what I know about all of these characters. I think it's a really good um, intro episode for them because it really, like I said, it establishes not super like we obviously don't know lots of backstory but we kind of just get a idea of like broad strokes who these people are like 
Derek, I mean, Christina and Alex are very different, but they also have similarities, like kind of with George and Izzy. They're pretty, they're different, but they're still similarities. Like we see how these doctors are, like when they're practicing medicine, maybe where there's room for improvement. Um, uh, and I think it just does a good job setting up for um, what we as an audience can like expect from them in the future. Yeah. I uh, So one of the things that I'm hoping for as this moves on, seeing this for the first time, is I want to see them more outside of work, mm-hmm. right? Like I want to see some more of these relationships and how they carry their in, internal personal baggage into the into the hospital or how they don't. Um, I'm sure we'll get to that point because obviously they have to set up these characters in the moment as, as professionals right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say I, I, I caught myself doing something today, feeling something today that I did not think I would when I started this, when we decided to start this podcast. I too wanted to watch the next episode. Yay. So it, it, it's for me, I really enjoy the love interest between Meredith and Derek. Yes. Um, between that and I want to see how Catherine Heigl eventually leaves the show. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> curious. Uh, and then I also really, uh, it's like, I feel bad for George, but I want to see him succeed. Yeah. And then Christina, I, I just, I, I will say that I really enjoyed the relationship of her and Alex. And I want to see how that those two character arcs play out. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm excited for you to see all of them individually and then also all of them together because there's just so much of both. And it's really like any job when you work with people a lot and you feel like you know them, but there's still so much outside of that, their life that maybe they haven't shared with you. Um, and you know, but with, when you look at these kinds of careers where you're spending so much time together, like it's such a time commitment, um, especially at that level. So it's truly, truly interesting and incredible to watch all of them arc singularly and together. So, and over one episode. Yes, it's true. So, okay. So let's rave it. You go first. Okay, okay. So, real quick, refresh the listeners on the rating system because this is only the second time that we've done it. I but That's I, true. and I think it's intern, resident. No, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Med student, yes. intern, resident, attending, chief. We could do it that way. But what did I miss? I missed something. There's something called a fellow, but we could we can adjust because a fellowship is actually like a quote unquote like optional step in your med- it's something like if you're going to focus really specifically like on like if you're going to be like a heart surgeon you could get a cardiothoracic fellowship where you're like basically guaranteed to be mentored very intensely intensely like in that practice before you're you just go into your attending so it goes, this is, of course, my knowledge is just from this show and other medical shows I've watched. I have not get done any of it. So what we did last week was uh, med student, intern, um, uh, attending, fellow, no, resident, fellow, attending. Yes. Okay. Resident, fellow, attending. I don't know if you can hear Scarlet screaming. She realized I wasn't hanging out with her. So no. no. <laughs> that actually was a long time before she realized that. <laughs> yeah, she that. did a good job. <laughs> Uh, okay. 
I'm I'm gonna give this one a uh okay, so med student so I have to remember these myself. Med student, intern, resident, fellow, attending. Uh, yeah, good job. I'm gonna give this one a resident with a half of a fellow because okay. I think the episode was better than last time. It's so far my favorite episode of Grey's Anatomy <laughs> that I've never that I've ever seen. Uh but also it I, I am wanting more and uh I, I'm excited to see what happens next. What about you? Um, I actually think I would do, um, a fellow. So I'm going to do like a four out of five, like solid. Cause it, it gives a lot of intro backstory to people with like still creating the question of like, Oh, what's going to happen next? Like it makes you want to watch again, which is the point of like a good episode. So right. I'm excited to see you see where it goes. <laughs> And is there any other final thoughts that you would like to share before we sign off for the episode? Um, no, I think we covered it all. What about you? You good? Got all yeah, I, f- I feel good. I got through all my notes. I'm trying each week before the episode to remind myself of who uh, I can remember their names. And so far, at the beginning of this episode, I was only able to remember Meredith, Derek, and Christina. But now I feel good about remembering George, Izzy, and Alex. So we'll okay. we'll keep we'll keep everyone updated. Yes. I look forward to you learning their names as well. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. All righty. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll work on a sign off eventually. <laughs> yep. We figure out what we want to say. <laughs> and we'll see you in the next one. <sighs> Okie dokie.